Hello, welcome to the Safing Podcast. We're a company whose mission it is to enable you to reclaim your privacy. So we are hard at work building tools to help you withstand today's mass surveillance. I'm pretty excited about this episode today. It's been a long time since I wanted to share this. So I'm happy that today is the day where Luke and I got a moment to hang out and to talk. It's the story of how he became our designer. So yeah, a big, big shout out at this point to the hated one without whom this would never have happened. So I'm very grateful I could be on his channel for two talks in March and in July. And yeah, it's 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 a fun story. I hope you really enjoy it. Luke's a great guy and has helped us a lot. So if you like what we do, you can join our Reddit and join our venture. And without further ado, let's just jump into this great talk. I hope you enjoy it. Have fun. Welcome, Luke. Hello. Yo, you're on the podcast on a record. How Woo. does that make you feel? <laughs> I don't know. Pretty good, I guess. It depends at the end of the day. Yeah. How well this goes. You're not that kind of podcast guy, as as what from what I know. Definitely not. I'm the guy who lurks and just watches and just reads. Just watches and reads. Okay. Have Have you listened to one of the episodes? Uh no. <laughs> That's totally none of, fine. None of them interests me. It's Quite, okay. Just like eh. Yeah, you you you, uh, you know what's going on anyway since you're in the office. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's exciting for me to have you on the podcast, Thank even you. though you're not a pod guy, but you're willing to contribute. So thanks for that. Um, oh yeah. So you're our designer, and this podcast is about how that came to happen. Um, I think I'd just start things off by giving a bit of a context from the company perspective, what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. So we applied for this big. Uh, a grant from the FFG from Austria that is a, yeah, they fund science and, and research and development, R&D. And this was the biggest funding we applied for. So in the end, it's like over 300K um, in terms of money. And we sent that off in June, beginning of June this year. And it was a long wait because we only got notice if we would get it or not in September. But beforehand, we already knew one of the requirements to get the first chunk of the money would be to fill out one of the open positions we put into the uh, application. So around one month before we even got to know the result, we knew this is something we have to fill if it is a positive. So we just invested a lot of time into hiring, I guess. So yeah, we decided to be optimistic and put out our job ads uh, on the website, distributed a bit through our network. And we also used some LinkedIn ads, which <laughs> performed somewhat okay. Uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Who, who likes LinkedIn at this point? Let's be honest here. <laughs> Dirty. The, the, I know, I don't like them as well. And like, 
the the job is tied to Austria since they are funding research and development in Austria. So with LinkedIn, we said, hey, we only want to um, be promoting this ad in Austria. And what they did is they promoted it globally. And as soon as somebody outside of Austria clicked on the ad, they just auto denied it. So it was like they took all of our money as if we were uh, reaching out globally and just auto denied the ones outside of Austria, which is pretty it's a good way to get money. I mean, <laughs> they're not moaning. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, yeah that. Sorry, go on. Yeah, that was. I guess it was mid of August or something, and I guess that is where your side of the story comes in. So. If, yeah. If, if you want to maybe give some context of how how you found out about the job. <clears throat> so I was bobbling around on YouTube, um, and there was a, a video which was recommended to me, and it was from the Hated One, and uh, I I was uh, watching him for some time, like going back. Uh, I th I think uh, I discovered him when he did the. Proto mail like um, email alternatives, and it it really interested me and intrigued me. Uh, I never followed him nor subscribed to him. I just lurked and sometimes went to his YouTube channel. Um, but so yeah, you, that's you, you knew him for a while, but I I knew about him. Yeah. Yes, I I definitely knew about him and what he was doing. Uh, and yeah, I, I was really interested. That's what the got me interested with the, the position. And I sent the video which was recommended and I clicked it and I listened to the uh, interview. I was very intrigued with David and how he speaks and handles certain stuff regarding saving. Then they mentioned about there was an open position. Did, did we mention that in the in interview? Yes, I think you did, if I remember right. It At the very end, you you mentioned that there is an open position for a designer, I think. And it, then the hated one said it would be in the description. And at that point in time, I was very desperate for a job and I was looking for one. So I thought, ah, I'll have a butcher's. <laughs> and that's where it, it took me at the end of the day. And I saw their website and I was like, what the hell is this? And it just <laughs> needed a little bit more of a sprinkle. Get rid of the story, throw that out the window. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> pretty much how how you've uh, been commenting on our previous designs from the first yeah. day. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so terrible. Like, it, I can't like it. I like the characters, like the person who designed them, like the illustrations on. Oh, bloody good! But just for the user experience and uh, the interaction for it, now it was very confusing on what. Uh, everything was I really didn't understand myself but I decided to apply uh, because it was it seemed very interesting and to be honest it was it was nice money so that that intrigued me a lot but one <laughs> core thing out of everything which fascinated me um, was the fact that they are trying to improve privacy and that's what I stand for as well pretty much yeah. all projects I have worked on are um, privacy related in one way or another and that's what I kind of time myself to as much as possible. But yeah, that's how yeah. I ended up applying to this position. 
from from our perspective that was one of the biggest uh, things which fascinated us we had you and another guy who sent a, an application and they said hey I'm only working in the privacy realm and that was like yeah they stand they 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 stand behind our vision and our mission and that is a good fit in that sense and we had other applications as well who fought for other things which we thought were cool and one was more like um, yeah you you just get a vibe if it's just for a normal job or yeah, yeah. If, if they really believe in what you do and that was something which intrigued us on our, from our side and which is why we then took the next steps was it was it Raphael, Raphael who first communicated with you then y yeah and uh, out, so in the okay so uh, how can I word this so I got when I was looking for a job I must have applied for like 200 uh, jobs you will find out later you probably have already figured out where I'm from but we will say <laughs> later on um, but I applied for like around 200 jobs and for Raphael to send me that email and it was literally in with, with well I think it was like 10 hours I think it was when I uh, sent the email it was fast and it was like clear communication and that straight away I loved it already um, and that interested me a lot especially since they are a startup um, and that's where I, where I wanted to be but yeah the, the I got the first email from Raphael and I that's when I was like bingo <laughs> if, if you said you you worked for uh, you applied for 200 positions was yeah. that only in the privacy realm or was it like some standard jobs in there as well so to be clearly honest uh, around 20 probably was for privacy orientated startups and then obviously there's not a lot of them so that kind yeah. of died out and dindled out quite quick and for the rest that w I was just becoming desperate at that point and I was just bobbling around trying my best to get a job of course um, you have to like put money on the table exactly at some point. yeah exactly you can't eat yeah um so th that was one of the the biggest issues um but yeah all the rest was just like I uh, apply for uh light vehicle maintenance electrician uh, and so on and so forth mm -hmm. but yeah there's a mixture of jobs to say the least and majority of them was pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, so Raphael responded, and I think like the, the title was pretty um, confident, I'd say. It was like, I'm your man, and then you <laughs> had a full <laughs> list of things why, <laughs> yeah. why you'd be the perfect fit for us. So I, was thought, like... <laughs> I was debating that, like the header. I was like... Ah, uh, right. I don't want to sound cocky or anything. I I want I want to try and get a job, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. You only live once, <laughs> and I did it, and it kind of worked out. So, well, it it yeah, it wasn't obvious from the start because we got that, and we were like, yeah, he's confident. He's got something to tell. So let's let's have a look and. <laughs> It wasn't that that gave you the position. It was a lot of different factors. Mm, I see. 
You can't lie though. Was that, okay, right? Was that a little bit, or do you think ah, when you first saw that, he was like, ah, oh, not one of these people. He thinks he knows it all. I, I think it was a bit edgy, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't too edgy. It wasn't like oh, one of these. It was like okay. Let, let's have a look. <laughs> let's see what this guy is all about. <laughs> hey, man, when I sent that email, I must have like opened up my email multiple times looking at going, oh, why did I send it that far? I shouldn't have done that, man. I'm not going to get this because of this now. God damn it. Trust me, man. For that, yeah. that hours when I was waiting for that email. Pfft. I don't know. Yeah, That's probably definitely. Like the it's, yeah, you had some difficult waits in the process, but we'll get right to them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. so the first interview was on Monday, the second of September. I did a note there. So it was um, me, also you, Raphael, and I was on the line. Uh, yes, yes. It was only you two. Yeah. Because everyone else was uh, either ill or they was doing the other. No, we we didn't want to. Uh, like. Oh, it's not Raphael. important, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Daniel was not. It wasn't important that Daniel was followed along because, like Raphael and I, we pre-filtered, and then it was there was a second round where Daniel also got to know the candidates. Yeah, yeah. So that is very true. Yeah, the first impressions. How did that go? Oh, the first impressions. Now I immediately knew. <laughs> uh, well, I Pardon? think I, I, I'm not sure. Like we we can talk about where you are from, but like your accent, it's stroke right away. <laughs> I'm I'm from America, you know. <laughs> I totally sound the uh, Americanese. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm from the UK. Um, I am more in the area of uh, Birmingham. There you go. There's a a little. It's not exactly where I live. Or yeah, I, but yeah. it's 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 uh, that yeah. area is okay. Yeah, it's yeah. very broad. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm from. If you can't tell, I'm a Brummie. Yeah, I have I have family who lives in the UK as well. So mm-hmm. it was just like cool. That's accent. <laughs> and pretty pretty strong at at that. It's not subtle in any way. Well, it. it yeah, I get told that quite a lot. To me, it just sounds like normal, but I can't really hear myself, nor my accent, so I don't know. But what was the question, though, sorry? No, it, it was just first impressions, and I oh, said yes. like the, the accent was one of the things I took away. <laughs> um, so with my first impressions, it was very good, to say the least. Um, talking to these guys... It was not like any other interview which I've been a part in. Um, it, they, what really stuck out to me is that they, they was down to earth. It felt like I was talking to someone who I knew for like maybe a year. It just was like a nice conversation between all of us. It, it didn't feel awkward or anything in my opinion. It just felt quite nice. And that... Just straight away, it just felt good because in most cases, when you have an interview, particularly in the UK, it's like, oh, okay, you don't have this, go on your way, we don't care. Um, but this was, they, they really dug deep and they asked some very, very interesting questions which put me on the spot, just like this podcast. 
because trying to remember everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 it was really good. I really enjoyed it. The second one, oh, that was that was even better. That's good. That's when. <laughs> yeah, the second one, Daniel and Martin joined along. So Martin is our business consultant. Yes. Helps us out one day a week. So that, the second one, I was able to read uh, David's and uh, Rafty's personality a lot more and, and to see how they uh, interact with people, well, the, the rest of the team. And that was a very fascinating experience and to see uh, Daniel and Martin. How, um, how could you read right? us better the second time than the first time? Because there was two people who wasn't there. And then how you were to talk to them and communicate them and update them, there were certain gestures what you which you guys did, which indicate certain stuff if you can read body language. So you can read body language then, pretty good or what? Uh, I or are you? I'm not the one to judge stuff, that. Or? I don't like rating myself because I'm not perfect. Yeah, definitely. But you are interested in. Yes, I I love reading people's personality uh, by their. Mm. their facial expressions and how they interact i love it so when you mentioned this interests me actually when you said other job interviews it was nice to hear that um but they are like how how do job interviews normally go when you have a call okay so well in the uk the job market is absolutely terrible and anyone who's from the uk uh who's listening in they will understand my frustration and yeah. I understand you're frustrated if you're from the UK and you're looking for a job right now um, so what would normally happen is you would send an email right and you would go to a job agency right they are the middleman for that company so you won't be talking to the company you will be talking to the agency and they will just be going oh, right yeah he doesn't have uh, a bachelor's in design right he can't design clearly then they will knock you off or they will just send you an email now these emails are horrible right okay you would get like the normal emails where it would just be like you have not got the position or they would just not reply to you ever but there is one type of email where it frustrates me and boils my blood every bloody time and that is when they say you would be perfect for this position Or they would say, you are perfect for this position. But they reel you in, right? They reel you in, right? Okay. And you're just like, oh, yes, I've got a job. And then they say, but sadly, you don't have a bachelor's, so you haven't got the position. They would say something very vague like that and around the bush. And then you just sit there going, well, why send me that? That's just like stabbing. You stabbed me, but now you're twisting the knife. So the first words they make a expectation and yeah. create expectation, and then they, yeah, kill yeah, it off. Well, that's the thing. Now, when you when you have to send your data to a job agency, oh, that's another whole round. Like, I've, in my personal opinion, that sh you shouldn't be. If you're you're a company and you're looking for people and you're looking for a position, if you genuinely care about what you're doing, you would look for people as the company instead of paying a job agency to handle all that private information because how much information those job agencies get is quite unbelievable and they don't really protect it that well neither yeah so that that's a whole other topic so so yeah that is one huge issue in the uk but yeah so that's you guys a, it, it does sound very frustrating well. yeah so. yeah you don't, you don't get anywhere with job agencies it's just like a loop 
Mm. So back back to the story, like from our side, we had the second interview as well, and and it was like you you were one of the the two most promising candidates, mm-hmm. and the other one was from Austria. So we met that candidate in real life, and we were discussing things a bit, and then we said, hey, like via video, it's easy to pull off a show for an hour. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So definitely. we said we, we wouldn't feel comfortable hiring you if we didn't meet you in real life. So we decided to, to fly you in over the weekend. And <laughs> yeah, and that, that was an interesting experience. But when, when they said to me, uh, would you be willing to come to Austria? Now, that's when I was very skeptical. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I don't... Mm. Only the flying in or the moving to Austria part? <clears throat> well, I wouldn't even... Let, let's say we... Not moving. This is like seeing about the job. Like, I'm only coming to Austria for one day, right? Let's just keep in that category for a moment. Okay. So, when Raphael sent me an email saying, would you be willing to come to Austria... Yeah. I was very skeptical, and that's when my uh, I had a gut feeling going, hmm, either something's going like a little bit fishy here, them them up to something, or it's genuinely uh, a great opportunity. And as I said, I was desperate for a job, so I thought, fuck it, <laughs> let's go. So, and then <laughs> that's what happened. Really, it felt fishy because I I know it 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 is a huge ask. And that's also why, like, we as a company, we knew, hey, we have to come up for all the costs and stuff. Otherwise, it would be yes, like asking a candidate to put in money as well mm-hmm. just to get to know you. It's, and it's, if it's not certain, we can only ask for time. And that's, that's basically it. But even, even, I guess, Rafi mentioned that right from the start, that we would cover all the costs or... Um, in the email, I can't remember. There was a point when I was thinking to myself, I was like, if they don't cover these costs, then that's my answer is going to be, no, I'm not interested into the position. But if they do pay for it and they handle everything and I don't, I can just sit back, relax and enjoy it, um, then I'm interested because then it demonstrates that you guys actually have the money to do that. Um, well, the funny thing is we, we didn't, we still didn't know if we got the funding. So <laughs> we were, yeah, we did have money or we do have money, but it's, we have to be cautious how we spend it. Yeah. Yes. One thing I would like to mention though, uh, when I was researching, uh, saving.io, um, this, it's not like the UK where you would have to register it then you would be given uh, an ID and then you can easily search that for the government records on their website. Simple. Anyone can easily do it. But in Austria, that is, it turns out to be very complicated, especially if you're like from a different country, like trying to look for it. Like I can find it here in Austria when I'm using uh, the internet in Austria, but when I was in the UK, it was more buried which information were you looking for? You know, on the website, on the, the founders, what we what you recently put on, where you can click that and it will take you to where it shows you like the... The official the, entry and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that we in the UK, we would have that easily accessible and you can just go to the UK government, paste it in, their ID, 
and then you've got all the information you need about them. So it was like you were trying to find out if we were a legitimate company or not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I didn't want to come over in. You guys uh, chopped me up and sell me organs, didn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. selling a liver I, is quite expensive. You know, you can make some good dosh out of that. Yeah. And yeah. your kidney and your eyeball. So <laughs> I, I understand you were a bit wary about that decision. So you said yeah. it was also part like, hey, you really needed a job and that's why you decided to take the risk. Or did we also seem pleasant enough or honest enough that we wouldn't it chop was, you up? It was uh, both. Um, if I felt that there, I, I didn't really get a good vibe from you guys because I normally go with a gut feeling most yeah. of the time and that always pays off. Um, so... I, I, I had a gut feeling that everything would be fine. And I mean, as well, it's part of Europe. So it was all three factors, really. Europe, uh, you guys mm -hmm. seem cool. And the fact of you're paying for it. So those are the three factors. If if one of those wouldn't have been a thing, I probably would have been more skeptical and less willing to. You yeah. probably would have had to try and convince me a lot more. Definitely, I... Like if the job situation would be easier in the UK, it would be like easier for you to say, hey, I'll just stick around here and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, you, you came by the the next weekend, actually. So it was still before the notice. Um, yep. Or was it though? No, I think it was after the notice. But we have to book the flight as a... On Monday, we had the second interview. I think on Wednesday or Thursday, we got the notice, but we already booked you the flights for the weekend. And yeah, we flew you in. And I think Raphael was a bit late when he picked you up. Uh, up. Oh, so? yeah. So the, the funny story with this, right? When <coughs> So let me explain what happened. Uh <laughs> So I was on the plane, and apparently my plane was early. Um, and the, the, the pilot said to all of us that we are bang on time. And I was like, ah, oh, that's nice. And then uh, Rafti uh, said, ah, oh, I will be outside of the gate, so when you come off the plane, I'll be there and we can meet. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So as I expected, he would be there. No, he wasn't there. <laughs> so I was like, well, oh, this is interesting. So I was looking around for like the face I saw on a video, which if you ever met anyone uh, from, like say if you've got some friends online and you meet them and you meet them in real life, um, it's like they still look the same, but they are different. It is hard to explain until you've done yeah. it. Um, but I was looking for Rafti's face and I couldn't see him anywhere. So I was like, all right. So I was standing next to the calf and I, I go on Y and I send him a message going, Hey man, I'm here. Where are you? And then he sends me a message back going, "Oh, wait, hang on a minute. You're not supposed to be here for another thirty minutes." <laughs> What? Hang on, I'm I'm on my way. So I, he had to do like a decent long drive. It was probably like thirty minutes, uh, and then then he got there and so on and so forth. But I I did I did have a backup plan though because I was expecting this. If he was, the fact he was not there and if we didn't have wire or any communication um, yeah. then I would have already been uh, making my way back very soon 
because I already booked, I haven't even told you guys this, I already booked a, a plane ticket back home just to make sure that everything... Uh, that you had a plan B. Yeah, exactly. I don't fancy getting stranded in Austria going going to my uh, <laughs> the embassy going, yeah, so I was supposed to come here for a job, but they never picked me up. <laughs> so now I'm, how, how can I get back home? Could could you cancel that uh, to get the money back then? Or was um, it just lost? Oh, I just left it. Okay. I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had a backup plan, but it, that that's... I mean, it doesn't matter wherever you're going, especially when you something could go wrong. It's always nice to have a backup. I highly recommend it. It was, in my opinion, worth the money at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. But he... To let everyone know, he did come and he did pick me up and it was a, a wonderful experience when I met him. <laughs> it was quite funny because he was very tall and I was not expecting that, to say the least. That's true. I think we are all a bit tall. Yeah, you guys are all taller than me, so I'm the midget out of all of you. So when I first met Raphael, it was just like looking at an Eiffel Tower going, all right, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... You arrived then on the Friday, I think it was, and we met all on Saturday uh, noon, and we started off with eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. that, that was a funny experience. Just I, when right. I met you, I, I, I knew that you were nervous, and I totally got that. And it was like... We are we three. We know each other. We get get out, grab a pizza, and for us, this is so natural. And and you must be like, hey, this is like the interview day. Yes, yes. So yes. all all eyes are you on you. You're being watched very closely. Yes. And being nervous in that such situation, I totally get that. Um, so yeah. when when you, uh, my question is to you, is. Did I seem like a nervous wreck or did I seem like I wasn't nervous or I seemed a little bit nervous? The first one or two hours you were pretty nervous. And but I'm I'm I guess I consider myself an empath empathic empathic person. Mm -hmm. So I have my sensors are a bit fine-tuned, I'd say. Yeah. So well, I caught up that you were nervous, but after one or two hours you you were much more comfortable. I, if you remember when uh, you asked me the question you was like are you nervous and I was like I would be chatting shit if I said to you no I'm not but yeah. I am actually nervous yeah, I mean yeah. I'm, in a, I'm in a different country if it was in the UK I, I, I wouldn't be that bothered because it's just like I could just walk down the street and just walk home but here it's like wow okay I can't speak their language I can't speak German I only, I only can go nine, so I only can say no all the time. That's, at that point, that's all I knew. But we did um, speak English all the time, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, you guys uh, spoke English all the time. By the way, that English is bloody great. I, I can, it's quite amazing. I oh, love it. Thanks, thanks. It feels like I'm actually in the UK sometimes. It kind of trips me out. <laughs> that's that's how weird it is. Um, but yeah, so. 
Let, I guess let's go to talk about the, the experience with the pizza. <laughs> well, we, we don't have to go knee-deep into it. but it's, I, it's, I want to go knee-deep into it because it, it's good. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, just, just keep in context. This is like the first impression I and Daniel have of Luke. So it's it makes it even more uh, complex for, for Luke. Yeah. So, okay. First time meeting and... I come in and they was like, right, we're gonna we're gonna go and eat, and I was just like, okay then. So, I obviously thought I was paying, but I didn't have to pay, which I was very very grateful for. Yeah. And um, we went to this uh, pizza restaurant, and they was all having pizza. Obviously, I still can't speak German, so I didn't have an absolute clue what the waiter was chatting. I was absolutely clueless, so I was like, hmm, you know what? I will go with what uh, Rafty is having. <laughs> the biggest mistake of my life, I can tell you now, right? <laughs> biggest mistake. A, yeah, it was a mistake. So, the pizzas come around. I can say it was a, a very nice pizza. can hardly recommend it. Can't remember the name of it. But you would have... Daniel was in front of me to paint the picture. And then uh, next to Daniel, on his uh, right, would be uh, Rafty. And on my left would be uh, David. And... Daniel, let's let's start off with Daniel, right? Actually, no, no. Let's start with the the issue which I had because that's pretty much how it went. So I noticed Rafty was uh, eating with a knife and fork, and David was eating like using his knife and fork and cutting up like and eating pizza. You eat pizza, and these are quite big pizzas. And Daniel was doing his own thing at that point in time, just talking. <laughs> so I couldn't really analyse how we ate, but I was trying to be respectful, so I was watching how they was eating. And I thought, ah, okay, I'm just going to do what David is doing. And yeah, no, that, that didn't work out as planned. So the one I ordered was the most hardest pizza you could ever eat. It, it is a very hard pizza to eat. <laughs> it, it, it is messy. It goes absolutely everywhere. So the first time I came here... I made a right tit of myself, uh, which is quite funny. But Raphael, I, I should have just copied Raphael. He was eating it with his knife and fork, not picking the pizza up at all with his hands, and he was breaking it up in little pieces and eating it. There's me trying to go all in like David's doing with his pizza. I should have picked your pizza, man. <laughs> God damn it. But, yeah, it's... Like, but then, hang on, I've got, okay. to tell, I've got to tell Daniel. Like, this is the best bit. Like Daniel was going ham. Like... It was like he's never ate for like five months. <laughs> he swallowed that whole pizza whole, man. So this is the bit what I liked about these guys. When I saw Daniel swallowing that whole pizza, <laughs> gobbling it up, I was just like, right, I, these guys are nice. I like these already. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm making a tit of myself. You've got Daniel who is like swallowing the pizza whole. Then you've got David who's just somehow getting through the pizza, like a proper pizza, and how you're supposed to do it. Well, there's me making a tit of myself, and then you've got Raphael eating like a posh person, which I should have done. I understand now. And it gets even better. Raphael never told me or recommended to do what he's doing. I found out after, because David said, you didn't get Luke the easiest pizza to eat. And I was like, oh, thank God someone has realised that this is hard to eat. And then I found out that this is the second time Rafty has ate the pizza, and the first time he was having the same issue as me. <laughs> yeah. So he had an advantage. 
Yeah, also, so left to, alone, to, to explain this a bit more, like if you have a pizza and then you usually have just like ham and then a bit of cheese over it, it all sticks together. But your pizza had like a lot of salad on top and it was all loose. Yeah. So as soon as you lifted a pizza slice, it all fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so that is why Raphael, by experience, uses yep. cutlery. But he, I think he does that anyway. Like I, I'd consider him the most posh of us three, but <laughs> whatever. Um, There's the biggest embarrassing bit though, which you guys now know, but I'm going to inform everyone on the podcast that just on the left-hand side, there was a, an old couple, right? Enjoying their pizza, eating it the correct way, I would like to add. And the woman's face, watching me eat and getting it all over myself, she looked absolutely <laughs> distraught. She she didn't look pleased at all. She was just like, what is this guy doing here? He doesn't even know how to eat. So that, that was an ex experience within itself. First <laughs> so time in Australia. It wasn't only us three, or actually, yeah, us three watching you, but also the neighboring couple. I, I had a granny watching me, and she was not pleased. <laughs> hashtag no pressure <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah it, it, it got a lot better after we finished up the pizza with your nervousness and I totally get why well, I, I feel when watching you guys eating a pizza and especially when you mentioned uh, that I was not eating the most easiest pizza that's when um, I felt less intense Yeah, I felt more relaxed because I was like these guys are generally down to earth They are not business people. That's what I don't see in you guys at all. And that's what I loved. Sitting there eating that pizza and making a tit of myself. I think at the end of the day, it was worth it. Because yeah. I get to see. <laughs> so yeah, only 10 out of 10. That's all I can say really. But yeah. Cool. So yeah, we, we ate pizza. I think we went for a stroll. We had some in, uh, questions and you designed us some stuff and Yeah, it, it wasn't, not everything was ideal, but it was a pleasant day to get to meet you. Yeah. And we then later on, did we Likewise, man, likewise. We went for dinner as well at the typical Austrian Oh, oh, oh yeah. yes. Then we went to have, then we went to this posh hotel. Oh, then Daniel, okay, I'm not, that's that's a that's a whole nother topic again. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we, we cannot uh, spend too much time on the whole day, but it was a fun day. One thing I will say, though. Is Daniel is like a machine when it comes to food. <laughs> He's a quick eater, yeah. He is fast. Swallows the old plate up too. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice. And uh, in the evening, I think, uh, at the hiring at the typical Austrian restaurant, mm -hmm. uh, Martin fought, came along as well. Yes, then I, then I was able to meet him. Yeah. Very interesting chap, I will say. Very interesting. Yeah, we're very glad to have him. He's he's a lot older than we are. I mean, he's not like very old. He's, like, oh, he's private in information. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but he's he's an experienced business consultant, so he has decades of experience. So that's that's what I'm I wanted to get at, and he's he helps us out with like showing us air, areas where we might have blind spots as we are pretty new in the field. And he, he has valuable guidance and input he gives us. And He's a very knowledgeable person. Yeah. Very. That's really cool. So anyway, then the thing is, at that point, like we had this nice day and then we sent you off along 
your ways on the next day because of the fights. I think it was the the other fights would have been too expensive or something. It sounded yeah. like uh, you said fights then. We would have had like a fight in the no, restaurant. No, fights, fights. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at that point, we couldn't tell you whether you were, would get the job or not. Mm-hmm. So you were having this weekend and then off you go back home and you're still having, yeah, you're just, you're not updated you don't know what the, what the situation is I had no clue so we went to eat on Saturday and then you we brought you back to the airport on Sunday yes yes I think so yeah yeah so was that a long wait for you or like an uh, uneasy th- situation time flew by to be okay. honest, it didn't seem that long. It it flew by really quick, and I was quite shocked how how fast it went. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it was definitely. It did go by fast. Like you went home on Sunday, and we knew. Like we had the top two candidates we wanted to have. And we knew we have to decide this on Monday, and. Oh, that day was so tough for us. <laughs> yeah. Because like we, we were very glad we got the funding because we got the notice on Thursday mm-hmm. before. So we knew, hey, we can hire somebody. But we had these two candidates and every one of them had different skill sets and different strengths and weaknesses. And you have these up and downs. I mean, it's it's a good problem to have because, yeah, you decide between a good candidate and another good candidate. But it's, for me, I feel it's also tough to say no to a promising candidate who has invested a lot of time into you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm I I'm just happy that we don't have this tough decision anymore. <laughs> It was wow. very tough for us. We were I don't all know, like, maybe that will come up again when you are uh, goes yeah, looking for someone. I know, but it's it's different if you already had this experience. But the the first yes, time around, yes. it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah, and understandable. In in the end, the deal breaker because we liked both of you, but the deal breaker was that you were part of the privacy community and burning for that mission, and also on a personal level. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you wanna you wanna dive in? Yeah, you can like on, like give on a, a personal quick, level on why pitch why what privacy. what you're doing on a personal level as well. Ooh. I think we shouldn't extend this the part too long, but we have a, a few. We have still still have time. So okay. Just go on. Um. So it'd be let's say I question myself. What got me started into privacy? So the answer to that is. The Investitories Powers Act 2016, one of the big uh, surveillance laws which came into act in the UK and was pushed quite hard and underneath the table, as I would like to say. Um, the, so if you don't know what it really is, you, you can look up on Wiki, they have like a, a detailed ex- explanation on what's going on and so on and so forth, so you guys can yeah. have a butchers in that. Um, you but, mentioned that in the interview, and since my 
yeah. part of my family was is, lives there. I I got the I, I I knew about it when it came out, and it's it's an awful law. It's crazy. It, I mean. The Gambling Commission gets access, full access without a warrant to your internet uh, history or any anything like that. Without a warrant. How insane is that? The Gambling Commission and the Food Commission. Um, but anyway, so that, that came in and I wanted to voice my opinions. At that point in time, I didn't have yeah. Twitter, I didn't have Facebook or whatever, because I don't, I don't really like them. I kind of, it's like, eh. But... I wanted to go somewhere to vote and to get my voice out there. So I, I, I went on DuckDuckGo or Googling and uh, I have, I discovered like a most common websites where it was, I think it was two, where you would uh, put your vote in, you would put your email and you put your full name in. And I didn't really like it, but at that point in time, I was like, I don't like this law. Fuck it, I'll do it. There was around yeah. like six million people who supposedly did it. These people signed it. And it was clocking up. I don't know if that was just like a rubbish JavaScript thing, which was just increasing the number. Who knows? I didn't look into it. I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> so okay. after that point in time, I found out after the the vote disappeared on the website, um, I had to go into the time machine. I discovered in their privacy terms, I should have checked this, but let's be honest, who can be bothered? Um, but they actually sell your information. So straight away, that frustrated me. And not to mention, there was a, um, a petition on the UK government website, which only had, when I looked at it, it was like 126,000 people who voted for it. Uh, and if those six millions, if they was legit, if they went to the, the petition website, they would have le- legitimately broke the website. I mean, that's roughly the same amount of people who voted on the petition for Brexit and they broke the website. So the, if people was, if they was pointed in the, the right direction, that could have had a, a way bigger impact and it could have been prevented and stopped. But sadly, it got pushed through in uh, 2018 so yeah, that that's kind of what started me off and my own personal project yeah. to potentially fix that issue. It's it it really sounds so frustrating. Like getting active, voicing your opinion, and then you actually yeah. land at a scam, which then also sells your data. Exactly. It's yeah. it, it's like you're fighting to protect your privacy, but then you're also going to a website which sells your privacy so it's like hang on a minute there's an issue here i don't get this so so yeah that that's what brought me into privacy and started digging in so that was like 2016 when i started to dive deep and if i remember when was the edward snowden thing but that was like 2013 2014 I think it was 13 maybe yeah so when edward snowden came out and started talking about stuff i already knew about this about the companies what they was doing and the NSA and so on and so forth but I it, I was I was like eh but yeah that that was the that was the line for me which drove me to do what I'm doing now cool so what what are you up to then oh, oh okay so as of right now I am working on latest privacy which is attempting to fix the problem in the privacy community of keeping track of privacy easily that is one of the big issues where normal people, um, like my family members, 
who just wants to go to a website just to go, oh, what's what's been going on? Who's had another data breach again? Or what's another vulnerability which I need to know about? Or a great example is keeping up to date with laws. Keeping yeah. up to date with laws, if I would have known or my people would have known more about the law with the Investitorious Powers Act, the, leg- the legislation, people would have had more of an impact and it would have been known. Like no, no news was talked about it neither. And it was very frustrating. It was definitely something underneath the table which the government purposely did. So it was very shushed. And it, to be honest, I got to praise the government for that because that worked out brilliantly in their, uh, their hands. But for us as the people, we, we, we lost. And yeah. that's something which I want to uh, solve. As well as many other people who are working on the project with me. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely leave the links to those project and the, the oh, project thanks, and show man. notes. <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. So, yeah. On back to the story, um, we decided on Monday, and like I said, the deal breaker was your involvement and your part of the privacy community, and your burning for that mission. Yeah. Um, I think we told you that then on Monday that you you got the job, and that's yeah. Something we didn't mention so far was, or maybe I did, but we we are tied to Austria for this position, even though we are open for remote work, but the funding we got and the money that we can use at the moment is can only be used in Austria. So you had to move here. So when when did you, like how, how long did it take you until you then started? At the Hang office? on, let, let's backtrack a little bit into the, the center bit of this, because this is something which I would have to say. So yeah. they they baited me in, right? They baited me in, right? It said remote on the job. And this is I was looking for remote jobs so I could work at home, obviously. And yeah, I got I got told that at the very end where I would have had to move to Austria and live in Austria to be able when, to when, get the but job. But to find the end, I don't think you, you got to know this after the weekend. Yeah, I might be a bit wrong it, on that. I pretty think much. it was maybe the first or second interview. We were pretty yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I was baited into that. Technically speaking, I give them the cred, right? It is remote, but it's only remote within Austria. Now that's the bit where they forgot to put. Which yeah, it's it's it sets expectations <coughs> a bit wrong, and I guess that's that's definitely our mistake. Um, I, yep. I think in the job that is out now, it, it says in Austria, and we are actually getting a candidate who will re- work remotely in Austria, which is cool. Ooh, yeah. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Where in Austria? Now, now I'm just pulling your leg now <laughs> just to see if any information. Well, not in Baden. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're getting. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah, so you moved here, which was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how do you like it so far? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a very isolated person, so I like it here. I can't speak German that well. I only know yeah. a couple of things like Nein Danke, Dankeschön, Guten Tag. That's uh, the basics? Yeah, I got, I got the basics and that's all you need to go to a shop. But the only problem is when you speak German to the, the shopkeeper and when they speak German back to you, yep. then it's just like, uh-oh, this is an issue. Then you've got to go, ah, sorry, I only speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and their face, sometimes they look a bit confused and they carry on talking to me in German and I just got a smile and nod and just 
give them the money and so on and so forth. But yeah, I, I've been enjoying it here. It's, it's a very interesting experience. Uh, they have some very good wine. They have some very nice wine. That's good to hear. And Austin likes to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one experience which I didn't expect was the familiarity of here. Sometimes it trips me out. It doesn't look like home, but the cars, it just feels like you're normal. And one particular car, a Land Rover, right? Where I am from, there's plenty of Land Rovers, right? Because the farmers drive them. Yeah. Now over here, there's plenty of farm, well not farmers, there's plenty of uh, people who just have Land Rovers, as well as the, the Austrian military also has the mobile coffin. I'll just drop that in there, maybe someone else will get it, um, but yeah, it's quite interesting, uh, it's a very beautiful country and I'm, I'm happy I moved here, I'm, I'm loving it so far, and the job. What can I say? Yeah, we, we, we should definitely also be talking about the job and it's it's nice to see your impact so far and we are benefiting from it quite a lot <laughs> should should i should we mention what i have like yeah did you guys in the direction i think like it, it would be good to just describe what you're up to and also okay. how you're helping us because like i think the the thing you're mentioning is also got to do with our blindness for certain things and you yeah. have a pair of fresh eyes so, yeah. Okay. On the how they, when I first came here, um, particularly with their website, I didn't kind of like where they was heading. Um, so they was heading in a, a direction where they wanted to create a story. And so people would follow the story along and it would be like kind of friendly and like, ooh. But as everyone can tell when you go to the website, it feels like you're going to like some child education platform. That's how I felt. It didn't tell like, it didn't explain to me about the, the issues what we are facing, facing and the uh, issues we are trying to solve. Well, say you think that is. And I decided to kind of redirect the, the road for them. And I wanted to make them more professional, but I wanted to make them professional and present them professionally, but down to earth people, because that's what they are. And that's where they was kind of, going in my opinion in the wrong direction and they needed to be pointed in the correct direction if you go into like a, a company or like a, i don't know a place where you've got ordinary people um like the user base it's kind of wrong to say the ordinary people i don't know the people who pay for your service right and you're wearing a suit and you're you're one of the founders or ceos and you're driving with a, like a fancy car and yeah you're just one of those founders or ceos where you're just a knob just to be straight but it's nice to see those type of people, down-to-earth people, where they will come up in a car which is all broken and, and shit. <laughs> and they're just nice to talk to and they just feel like everyone else. And these are what these guys are. And that's what I wanted to uh, portray. And that, that, yeah, so I've been kind of leaning them and going, eh, I don't know about that. I think we should go in this direction. They've been taking it. And it, it, by the seams of it, you guys have been loving it so far, which I am very grateful. And thank you very much for the guy who said he liked the animation. I'm very grateful. That <laughs> took some time, that did, trying to figure out how the SPN system works. But there will be some more animations for the, uh, the the Kickstarter. Can we mention the Kickstarter? Yeah, we can yeah. mention the Kickstarter. It's, it's going to be a Kickstarter, so... So, yeah... Um, but yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. I've doing, been, in a sense, I'm more than the, the graphic designer. I'm the front-end developer, graphic designer, as well as 
video editing and uh, motion graphics. But with the front-end development, yeah, I, I'm a noob when it comes to that. So the people who's listening to this and you're a good front-end developer and you see the website, yeah, I know. I, I'm not a pro. Yeah. They took the They're risk on that. I told them that when I first applied for the job. I was like, I'm great when it comes to design and everything, but front-end development, oh, oh. Got to bite the bullet for that, mate. <laughs> no, it's, it's been uh, a wonderful journey so far. And it's, it's helping us out, out massively, like getting your fresh eyes and also your, like, your passion for privacy and yeah also giving I, I it's it's wonderful to hear your perception of us and it's also what we want to be we don't want to be like corporation guys who are only out there for the, for the money yeah yeah and we 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 burn for that vision as well and we want to be part of a change and yeah it's 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 a difficult task. I I, I want to add to this. So, um, the the contract with these guys was quite interesting. Um, I was going over it with uh, a friend of mine who deals with legal stuff, and yeah, they don't have an NDA. They don't have a, like a non disclosure agreement. So I can legally chat anything I want, <laughs> and there you go. They they can't have me for it but they they didn't they didn't do that so that there straight away when i saw the contract that that made me happy i was very surprised i have never seen any company or volunteering position without an nda it's a little bit spooky but at the same time it kind of demonstrates um how open you are and and trusting you are to to the employees which i respected a lot in that aspect yeah, that's, I like that aspect as well. It's it's of, oftentimes like structures are built around that you can, as a company, like having all these NDAs, you can then treat your employees in a bad way and they cannot tell. Yeah, and you're, yeah. you're protected. And what's, what's our approach is, is to turn this around and set up obstacles for us to don't so that we won't turn into assholes in the end so like as an example we have set up uh, the ownership and all the important decisions like selling your shares have to be accepted by all three of us so if if one of us would would like sell out to facebook he, uh, or the second one as well then uh, if only one stays strong he, he he would have the minority and now like all three of us has to have to be twisted to make uh, a negative change now if there was a negative change i did say to them when i even first met them on yeah. the interview i said if you do any dirty stuff which i don't agree with and it can infect my well, like affect uh, human exactly. rights or privacy badly I will be leaving the company immediately <laughs> and uh, talking about it publicly. Yeah. And I'm keeping my word to that. And it's the same thing with every other company I, I've ever spoke to. And that's probably another reason why I didn't get them. 
Um, particularly the privacy ones when they said they're privacy focused, but then it's just like when you when when you say that, then their eyebrows light up and go, "Oh, wow, we have oh. an issue here. <laughs> we sell data, but we can't we can't let him in because of this." So that might have yeah. been the reason why I didn't get that. But these guys accepted me knowing that I, I put my terms down. So they you're, know. You're opinionated and we, we appreciate it. And we know that <laughs> yes. you're also like policing in that regard as an employee because yeah. you can leave at any time and then just talk about it. I haven't talk signed about an it, yeah. NDA at all. So I'm very happy with that. So yeah. so yeah, everyone who's listening, if I leave, right? And I leave and you see, I don't know, I have a Twitter account now, but if you see something on there, that's where I always moan about on stuff with other companies. <laughs> that's where I go for PayPal. Why do you have a 20 character limit? Um, but yeah, I'll probably post there or... Yeah, or you know. can just publish it to latest privacy or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have. It keeps us accountable. And it's something... Yeah, which we stand for and we, which we which we want to push further. And also, like I, I think I've teased this once or twice, but I want to open up our finances by the summer or autumn of next year. Oh, so you so you're teasing it a third time now. I see. <laughs> it's something I'm pushing for. So I, I we didn't have an official uh, decision yet, us three, but I'm pushing forward. Do you do know it. Star Citizen? Uh, nope. Ah, uh, okay. Some people might know Star Citizen. Is, isn't that the, the huge game where you buy like the ships for real money? Exactly and you right, and they ha- okay. exactly, and it had it's been always in ac- uh, early access or whatever for like years now. And you're doing one of them. You're you're teasing. That's all they do. They just <laughs> tease. <laughs> it's just like give us the game. No, but 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 I'm teasing it for next year, and I think by then it should happen. By the end. Oh, of oh, year, ah, here we go. Okay. Here we go. We've got a date. We've no, got no, a no. date. That's the Aha! thing. It's, it's, it's oh, not an official. It. <laughs> it's not an official decision yet, but I'm pushing towards it, and uh, I'll I'll keep you guys posted. It's definitely something that. Well, you've, fits you've already our said company. it now, man. Next year, next year, everyone, it's coming out. It fits so, our it's company. It's in stone. It's in stone. Now. <laughs> you can't go back on it now. You said it. You should have should have been careful what you said. When yeah. we go into the edit now, you're going to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I believe it'll happen. Um, it fits with our us as a company and what we stand for. So Yeah. Having uh, your financial information um, displayed uh, is very important. Very important. Yeah, we have the funding displayed, but not like the money flow and that would like take it one step further but i think we should we should like wrap this up for now and yeah thank you very much for joining luke it was a pleasure it was nice having you on the podcast thanks for having me it was wonderful talking to you too okay then see ya and i guess yeah <laughs> now, now, now comes the part where we, where we like hey follow us on reddit and stuff but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, those 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 who have been listening, they know they can find us on. Follow us on Reddit, goddammit. Uh, it's r slash safing. And Twitter, links, follow us on the, Twitter, <laughs> safing, at safing.io. Why is it safing.io? It should be safing, man. The links are all in the description, so if you Woo. want, tune in well, there. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. See ya.